This talk is offered by Ordinary Mind Zendo. Ordinary Mind was founded by Barry Magid, Dharma heir of Charlotte Joko Beck, and is dedicated to her vision of a psychologically minded Zen practice adapted to the needs of American students practicing in the context of their everyday lives. Our public programs are made possible by donations from people like you. The Blue Cliff Record, Case 82. A monk asked Dario, the body of form is destroyed. What is the enduring Dharma body? Dario said, the autumn foliage is like brocade. The waters of the valley well up like indigo. Now we can be sure that the monk had been taught all about impermanence. about no self, and yet, and yet, the question keeps coming up. All this will be destroyed. The physical body will pass away. Isn't there some enduring something, some enduring Dharma body, something that is not subject to birth and death? And Dario says, the autumn foliage is like brocade, the waters of the valley well up like indigo. In what way is that an answer to the question? Seems like the, his words come from a completely unexpected, almost irrelevant direction. The monk is asking for something enduring. The diary immediately refers to the colors of autumn, one of the passing seasons, the seasons where leaves fall, colors change. He refers to the waters constantly moving, constantly changing. The whole phenomenal world. Rather than the transcendent something 
that the monk is hoping to hear about. See, I think that no matter what our doctrines or what our practice, something in our psychology just will continually bring up this possibility, this longing, this hope. I know that everyone dies, but maybe I'll be an exception. Maybe there'll be something more. An opening session said we all face the koan of who am I or what am I? And we have to wonder what would count as an answer to a question like that. Certainly our conventional ways of answering a question of who am I refer to attributes and relations. That's all true. That's who I am. And we want to know, but is there something more? Is there something more basic? Well, what, in what sense? Our practice can lead us to different kinds of answers, or rather different kinds of experiences that not so much answer a koan like that, but resolve the dilemma that it poses. I think too often, we think of koans as if they were problems, as if they were riddles that had answers that you could get right or wrong. And unfortunately, there's a level at which we can play at them that way. But we're trying to also address a different kind of experience other than problem solving. To ask, who am I, or what am I, is a means to sort of engage in our practice the kind of deep existential anxiety or doubt about what this life is. Do I really understand it? Am I missing something? 
Is there something more? Is there something beyond? Is there something deep inside me that I haven't accessed yet? Is there some experience I need to have in order to feel real? Think the question or the feelings that the question brings with it takes many forms for for different people. But in a sense, it all comes down to what is it going to take to be at home in this present moment. What does it mean to be at home in our body or in our world? or in our life. And we can have a variety of kinds of experiences that, as I say, it's not like they answer the question, but it puts the question to rest. And one kind of experience points in the direction of Mu, of immediacy, of just this. Dariu points in another kind of direction, points out into the whole world, to everything. And we can experience our life at different times with these sort of different dimensions or different axes of experience. Uh, One of which is all about the immediacy of the present moment. which there's no separation, nothing missing, no knowing. It's the moment of not knowing. And that can get expressed in all sorts of ways. But it's the dimension that's just this. It has no particular content. Yeah, we don't live there all the time. We can't live there all the time. We live in a world. And that world displays all sorts of change and complication and confusion and interconnection. But that too is it. We are all of that. This morning we uh, tried an experiment of chanting, Buddha nature is impermanence. And there we 
try to show all the ways in which who I am, all the things I've come to practice to evade or avoid or transform my body, my thoughts, my feelings, my needs, my desires, all the things that uh, so often we're told are the problem. What does it mean to become at home in the midst of all, all of that? To see body and thought, feeling, need, as the brocade of autumn, the sound of the waters flowing by. The monk's question, it's meant to pull out of us our own latent longings for something transcendent. And I think that practice needs to sort of transferentially evoke or bring out those kinds of latent curative fantasies in order to really engage and ultimately de deconstruct them. And then what, we, what are we left with? When the fantasy of all those capital letters start to fall apart, when we no longer are sort of looking off to the horizon for oneness or enlightenment or emptiness or being, all the things that we want to be a kind of universal solvent for our suffering. As those things start to dissolve, what, what's going to be left when that happens? Who am I? What am I? <laughs> 